We want to hear from you right now. Text us at 918-262-5072. All right, welcome back. It is 148 here on the Blitz 1170. What's going on on this Wednesday? Back from Craft Body Scan uh, from earlier today. It's great to be back in studio and to talk to our next guest via the Oklahoma Ford Dealers Hotline. And welcome in Dr. Chris Crane from Tulsa Bone and Joint, TulsaBoneandJoint.com. Dr. Crane, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well today, my friend. Uh, well, indeed. Uh, I was. I sent you a message earlier. There I was this weekend. I was watching a uh, fight in the UFC and it was a uh, it was a blow directly to the knee, and um, the gentleman I, I'm trying to remember the fighter's name. Uh, he went down and he went down in a heap, and you saw um, basically a dislocated kneecap or a patellar dislocation. So I wanted to ask you about that. Um, we've talked about them like a long, long time ago with Doctor Stanley. But it's always nice to kind of have a refresher on this because I feel like that this is one of those injuries, right, that always gets caused by force. There's a collision. You can even have like a fall or a bad step, right, to force something like this. But uh, it's painful, but it doesn't necessarily mean uh, like long-term damage, does it, with when you have a kneecap dislocation? No, not usually long-term. The kneecap has a groove that it rides in in that femur, and it wants to stay in that groove most of the time when it dislocates that's actually not by contact surprising really although the one you got to see was and most of the time it's a planted foot and a twisting motion and that leg gets externally rotated and that kneecap is pulled laterally and ends up getting jumping the track so to speak to the outside of the knee uh, and again, most of the time, this actually goes back in on its own, too. It does not re- end up staying out and requiring assistance, although that can happen. And I've actually seen one this year on sidelines in football. So uh, it's it's something that can need a little assistance to get back into place at times. Um, but again, most of these don't end up being quite as extreme as they appear when you first see them, especially in person. That's what I was going to say, is that it's one of those, Dr. Crane, that quite frankly looks terrible <laughs> when it happens. And I can only imagine what it's like to actually have to put that back in place, but it does look much worse than what the actual damage can be. Yeah, it feels miserable. Uh, usually, like you said, they, they drop. Uh, they, they do not try to straighten or put weight on that leg while it's out. Um, sometimes the drop alone is enough to actually allow it to relax enough to get back in. Otherwise, the trick is we get that leg kind of straight and apply a gentle force and get it get it moved back in position, and they immediately feel better, uh, and then immediately start swelling typically. But other outside of resting it for a while in a in a mobilizer, keeping it straight, and then gradually getting all their motion and strength back, the return to play for these is three to six weeks. I mean, it's not typically a dramatic long term issue. And it's not one of those as well that once it's back in place that you expect to see like a repeat of it, correct? Because it's it's back in the groove where it's supposed to be. So it'll stay pretty well if it's not messed with uh, in groove. That's why we keep them straight in an immobilizer. Uh, but there is that chance of it happening again. Okay. And different studies find different numbers, but within two to five years, the rate falls somewhere between 15 or 50%. 
Uh, and so that's not a small number of people. I and mean, it's a minority, but it's not the it's not super small. Um, so the ones that have these chronic dislocations, that's the ones that are more of a candidate for surgery, not only because they're causing eventual gradual damage to that patellofemoral space, but also just to correct the mechanics of the knee a little bit and try to get this to stop happening. Most of the time you can get it to stop happening with physical therapy, which is much, much less invasive. So is there anything else? So you mentioned like immobilize it, put it in a brace. Is it just basically like anti-inflammatory meds at that point when you're on the recovery process or are there other things that you can use in terms of treatment? No, a lot of the, the conservative treatments are just resting it. Ice can really help a lot with that swelling. Uh, compression, kind of the things we talk about with sprains, you're going to see a lot of swelling and, and reaction in that area. Um, so we keep it straight for a while. Uh, you can walk on it, but with a straight leg. And then eventually you transition kind of into gradual motion and getting more strength back. And um, the strength on this is pretty important. There's certain muscles in the quad and in the hip that need to be strong to keep that kneecap tracking down the middle. And over time, especially as kids hit growth spurts, it kind of naturally gets pulled a little more laterally. We see this most in, in girls, the hips being wider, actually mm -hmm. pulls on the kneecap a little to the side. Um, but if your first dislocation is under the age of 20, that's not a great sign. It's kind okay. of a sign that you, you might be a more repeat offender. Uh, obviously with, with sports that we talked about, I mean, getting kicked directly on the knee. Yeah, that'll do that to you. You talk about the leg being planted and especially with girls, you kind of piqued my interest a bit. There is, I would, I would assume then that you probably see some of these in like in dancing type sports as well in activities. Yep. Dancing, gymnastics, uh, women's soccer, especially with such a high agility sport, a lot of stopping, going, turning. Uh, and I've seen this in tennis players as well. So it, it affects a pretty broad range of, of people. And again, been, most of them being non-contact, I mean, it pretty much opens it up to any sport um, that, that this can affect. Okay, uh, let's uh, shift gears here to um, the big one that I wanted to make sure to get to, and that is all-pro wide receiver Jamar Chase. Now, it was listed as a hairline hip fracture and a torn labrum. We've discussed torn labrums in the past, but uh, this is one of those that, and I don't know why it is, Doc. Maybe it's just because, you know, of a, a child of the 80s and early 90s. Anytime I hear of a hip injury, I automatically think back to Bo Jackson and what ultimately uh, ended his, his football career and had a significant impact on his baseball career. Um, in an injury like this, Right. That doesn't seem like a common one, but what are we potentially looking at here with this hairline hip fracture and torn labrum? It's hard to say. Hip labral tears can be something that causes a fair amount of pain, or they can actually not. If you if you just MRI people off the street, you can find some that are walking around with labral tears that don't know they have it. Um, athletes tend to do more with the hip and get into positions that find that pain, and so... They, they tend to notice them a little faster, a little more easy, but um, sometimes those tears are not actually what we call clinically significant, where you find them, but they're not generating much symptoms. Other times, they're pretty large tears, and so it, it, it really depends on what they're seeing on those images. Hairline fractures, uh, in one sense, it's good because it's not moved. It didn't dislocate or displace. It, it broke, but it stayed lined up perfectly. And those are the kind that tend to do really well healing because they don't have to bridge any kind of gap 
they don't always need a screw or a pin or anything to hold them in place if they're lined up well. Um, so, I mean, ultimately, it's a little hard to judge just from the words that they've used, but uh, my hope is that that's actually something he'll recover pretty well from, and, and fingers crossed in the surgery. Well, I think the the one area that I read was that um, he actually played in Week 7 as well uh, on this. So it, I would assume that that's positive because that means that the fracture is probably not that severe at all, uh, ac- according yeah, to that info. Hope. Hip fractures are tough to walk on. They're tough to, they're painful to put weight across, and there's really no great way to walk on a hip that doesn't put weight on it. So a lot of times with hip fractures, they need to be on crutches, uh, non-weight bearing for a time, and and let that heal. So the fact that he was even able to do that is, again, a a pretty encouraging sign. Hairline is is kind of a weird term where it's kind of a medical term, but kind of not, because it just doesn't describe the location or the the angle or anything like that. So they've they've kind of picked a nice vague word for their their uh, their headline. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Uh, I'm going to try my luck at this. Is it acetabular fracture that that can happen? Okay, uh, are, that's more specific, and that's the actual hip joint okay. itself. Okay, and those can cause like bleeding, stuff. right? Like a lot of bleeding could potentially happen. Uh, yeah, you can get pretty large hematomas from those um you can put a surprising amount of blood in the pelvis and so uh the fact that it's hairline is another really good sign that probably explains how he was able to play although i'm sure he was hurting through that yeah that's uh that and like i said i i automatically it's my own fault i immediately go back to bo jackson uh and and watching that injury anytime anything's hip related <laughs> and we've come so far by the way since just in in terms of uh medicine uh, and treatment since the early 90s in the first place, uh, especially with injuries like that. But that is definitely one that at least caught my attention. So at least right now, probably what in that four to six week scenario that he could potentially come back if everything that we've read is true so far. Yeah, I think depending on, again, what they see on the fracture, I think six weeks is a good spitball estimate for allowing that to heal and get the strength across it and be ready to to kind of push through and and play high-level sports. Uh, if you told me he ended up being eight, I wouldn't be surprised. But if he's already playing some on it, if you told me it was closer to four, I, I probably wouldn't actually act that shocked either. Tulsa Bona Joint, TulsaBonaJoint.com is the uh, website for you to check out, 918-392-1400. Every type of treatment that you can think of, from joint replacement to pediatric orthopedics, uh, general orthopedics, spine and neck, foot and ankle, hand and wrist, shoulder, elbow, we could go on and on and on. Uh, trauma, you name it, they can take care of it there at Tulsa Bona Joint, and a list of all the physicians right there on the website, including our very own Dr. Christopher Crane. Doc, thank you so much for the time uh, this afternoon. Hope you have a great rest of your week, and we'll check in again with you next Wednesday. Sounds great. See you then. Thank you. That is uh, Dr. Chris Crane joining us here on the Blitz 1170 via the Oklahoma the 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 Oklahoma Ford Dealers Hotline. Why did you uh, Why did you kind of perk up a little bit there when we started talking about injuries and in young female athletes, Matt? I didn't. Eh. I didn't. But what I what really made me go huh, was the acetabular fracture. Mm-hmm. That uh, did you look it up? Uh, I wish I hadn't. I wish I hadn't. Yeah, you probably shouldn't. But uh, like you mention it, and I'm curious, and then I'm like, oh, why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's weird because I I feel like <laughs> that. 
elements that I just described with Bo Jackson and the one that always gets brought up in in pop culture still, and I think you have to be of a certain age, but like Joe Theismann and his injury that happened on TV that was replayed over and over and over again. You're like, why do you keep showing it? But in the in in the realm of where you're at in your life, like there are things that are just burned into your brain. And the Theismann injury is is one of those. There's a couple of more in basketball that are absolutely atrocious to watch. I think it's Sean Livingston. If you haven't seen Sean I Livingston's have. injury, and I don't even get squeamish with things like that, but anytime like the word hip and now of an even older generation, knee injury gets brought up. You think of Joe Theismann and things like that, but we've come so far. I mean, hell, Gale Sayers might have been able to play. When he injured his knee, Like we might has, have, have, well, Matt, been going down to a local butcher shop and saying, all right, uh, when you're done slicing up that rack of lamb, let's just go ahead and let you do this procedure on, on this gentleman's knee as well. Like, things that are just so commonplace now that you can fix, and fix relatively easy, that ruin people's careers. I mean, look at uh, look what Adrian Peterson did after tearing his ACL. Only almost broke the rushing record for the NFL. I went down a rabbit hole the other night of 2012 Adrian Peterson highlights from oh, the Vikings. It was awesome, wasn't it? What an animal. Oh, I wish he could have just stayed healthy for, like, the next 20 years. And... Just like an Abrams tank, just <laughs> crushing people. It's awesome. All right, it's 201 here on the Blitz 1170. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back with much, much more next, including our next guest, correct? Yes, sir. Eli Letterman. Young Eli Letterman. I love that guy. He's awesome. Joining us here on the Blitz 1170, where we will talk OU football. Don't forget, you still have an opportunity If you would like to win tickets to see the Dallas Cowboys, all you have to do, all you have to do is text 918-262-5072. Just text the word BLITZ to that number, 918-262-5072. Not only could you win Dallas Cowboys tickets, but you could get alerts and big-name guests sent directly to your phone. So if we have a big-time guest that's on, boom, we'll let you know, send you the link. You can click on it and listen live, or if big breaking news happens like Bill Self, self-imposing a four-game ban, that gets sent right to your phone as well. You could be the first to learn breaking news by just texting BLITZ to 918-262-5072. Eli Letterman is next here on the Blitz 1170.